Praise God. Bless his wonderful name. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter one. We'll begin reading it at verse 18. Again, that's Ephesians chapter one, verse 18. And it reads that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Once again, it says that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. God wants you to know what he's called you to do. He wants to, to, he wants the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. He wants to reveal what you're called to do. Now, it's so big, it's so magnanimous that sometimes it's hard to fathom. And sometimes we can question whether is this really God or is this my imagination? Because this thing seems to be too big. You know, what happens is we begin to look at ourselves, our past uh, mistakes and failures to make a determining factor, factor whether God has really called us to do what it is that he's showing us. You know, if you think about it, the word of God, how many people in the word of God that God called them to do something great that they really deserve to do it? Let me say it a different way. According to their past, they shouldn't they would not have qualified to do what God has called them to do. But that's one thing I love about God. He does not call you based on your past failures or mistakes or your shortcomings. In fact, that's a great indicator that, yes, God is calling you to do that because it's so big. It's so great that, you know, in and of yourself, there's no way in the world that you can do it. You have to rely on his power, his strength, his grace to be able to do what he's called you to do. Once again, if you have the skill set and the ability to do it, I doubt if God has called you to do it. Once again, when God calls you to do it, uh, what God calls you to, the word of God says that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. He wants to reveal to you what he's called you to do. And once again, many times it's greater than your current capacity to be able to do, to be able to function in that area. Now, so once again, when God began to call us and show us, reveal to us what he, he's called us to do, once again, oftentimes it's too big for us. And sometimes we may even doubt the calling. We may even at times doubt the calling. Now, so therefore, God at times will send someone your way to confirm the calling. Yeah, he knows that, listen, our faith may not be at the level to to be able to receive that calling. And so he will at times he will call someone to say, hey, this is what this person's called to do. I want you to tell that person. Now, sometimes like you, like me, we as we doubt, sometimes the person that God called to to reveal that that calling to us. They may doubt it because they know you and they may say, now, God, now, listen, I, I know this person. Are you sure you want me to tell this person that <laughs> I reminded brother, brother uh, Saul and Ananias. Do you remember brother Saul and Ananias? Remember Saul was riding on a horse on his way to Damascus and a bright light shine before him. He was knocked off his horse and and God revealed to him that, hey, this is me you're persecuting. 
Long story short, the word of God says that he was blinded. Well, the word of the Lord came to Ananias in a form of a vision. The Lord called Ananias and Ananias said, here am I, Lord. What was it that you want? And the Lord revealed to Ananias, he said, listen, go to a person named Judas and he's on the street called straight. Go inquire. There's going to be someone by the name of Saul who had a vision of someone named Ananias who laid his hands on him and he received his sight. Ananias replies back and he said, now, Lord, uh, I've heard many terrible things about Saul, how he persecuted your people, your saints in Jerusalem. Furthermore, he has letters from the high priest and he's coming to this city to arrest and to attack and to persecute your people. Jesus replies back. He said, listen, this Saul is a chosen vessel of mine. He is called to preach to the Gentiles, to the kings as well as to the sons of Israel. And I will show him, I will reveal to him the things he may, he must suffer for my sakes. Well, the word of God says, and I went ahead and obeyed God, but this is the point. Ananias hesitated based on the things he heard about Saul, who later became Paul, the great apostle, but he hesitated. Sometimes, listen, God may, God will confirm his word. He will give someone, uh, reveal to someone what you're called to do and send him your way. But sometimes, you know what? They may hesitate. You are, we're talking about the calling of God. He will confirm what you're called to do. Now, sometimes they may have issues in them, with them in themselves. Yeah, they may have issues within themselves. And they may be so distracted about current situations, they may not get around to do it. I reminded of Elijah. Elijah, you remember Elijah? The word of God says, listen, Elijah did some great work, did a great work for God, how he, he there was a showdown, and basically he called fire from heaven. And, uh, but long story short, Elijah was running from Jezebel. Elijah was running from Jezebel and he feared for his life. And you know what? Elijah wanted to give up. In fact, he turned in his resignation papers and it seems as if God accepted his resignation. The word of the Lord came to Elijah and said, listen, I want you to anoint Haziel to be king over Aram. I want you to anoint Jehu to be king over Israel. And I want you to anoint Elisha to take your place as the prophet. Well, the word of God, Lord said that that Elijah anointed Elisha to replace him, but he didn't get around to anointing the others. In fact, the word of the Lord says, the word of God, I should say, says that he went on, went to heaven with his work undone. Sometimes, let me tell you something, once again, God may tell some people, I want you to reveal this to that person. I want you to reveal what they're called to do, but for whatever reason, that person may not get around to and they may end up leaving the earth. 
Or it could be, listen, God has called you to do something to assist that person before you go home. But you know what? Sometimes, you know what? That person may not get around to doing it. I'm reminded of um, when I was a young band director. I was I, I, the I was blessed in the program and I needed I was in desperate need for instruments. And in, and you know what looked like help came my way. I never forget. I was at a, a band parent uh, or not a band parent, but I was at a uh, a band banquet and uh, I had a band parent who was I mean, him and his wife were just dear people of God. I mean, strong Christians and strong supporters of the band program. Oh, I really appreciated them and their help. And they were just once again, they were good, faithful people. Well, I'll never forget. He said, listen, Mr. Mayor, listen, we see the great work that you're doing. And look, here, I, I want to make sure that you have everything you need. We realize and know that you need instruments. You need instruments badly. Well, I have some connections with some people in corporate America. And he said, listen, there'll be no problem. We're going to get you some instruments and it doesn't matter what the price is. Listen, we'll take care of it. Well, this happened on a Saturday night, Saturday night. Remember, this was a band banquet. You all know Tuesday, the following week, he died. Now, remember, him and his wife were dear people of God, just good Christians who were strong supporter of the, supporters of the band program. And he passed. Well, I remember, you know, after funeral, you know, I, I was like, now, God, what do you want me to do? I, I thought that was the answer, Lord. I thought that was the answer. But how many of y'all understand? Although that prayer wasn't answered through him, but guess what? God still answered the prayer because the following year, supernaturally, I can't tell you how he did it, but God blessed me to purchase $80,000 worth of band instruments the following year. Sometimes, listen, listen, the word of the Lord may, may, may come to a person to reveal something, reveal your calling or to or he may use that person to assist you in some manner. But you know what? Even if that person leaves this earth, listen, the word of the Lord still is valid. In fact, the word of God says my word will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish what it was sent forth to do. The word of the Lord still came to pass, although that person, that vessel that God wanted to use went home to be with the Lord. God still answered the prayer. Now, Elijah, Elijah goes on to be with the Lord. This is in first Kings chapter 19. It was not until second Kings chapter nine. That Elijah calls one of the young prophets, tells him, hey, go find Jehu, anoint him to be king of Israel and gave him a set of instructions. This is once again is in second Kings chapter nine. Well, the young prophet did what Elisha told him to do. He went out and found Jehu. Jehu was one of the military officers. And he said, Jehu, are you Jehu? Jehu said, yes, th this is me. And and. He said, hey, come follow me. I have a word for you where the word of God says that Jehu followed the young prophet and they went into the inner room and he gave him the word. He said he took out his flask and anointed him to be king over Israel. 
and gave him a follow the following instructions to make sure you take out Jezebel and Ahab's sons and those who are ruling as well as he destroyed the prophets of Baal. Well, Jehu did everything what God called him to do. Well, after the young prophet anointed him to be king of Israel, the word of God says that he opened the door and ran out of there like a, like a madman. Well, when Jehu walked out of there, of course, the other officers want to know, what did that crazy man want with you? And Jehu was hesitant. He didn't want to tell them what, 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 what the man told him to do, what the young prophet told him. He didn't want to tell them that. And so they pressed him. And finally, Jehu said, look, uh, he, you know, he, he didn't want nothing. They said, you're lying, Jehu. What did he tell you? Jehu had to come. Once again, he had to come clean. And Jehu told him, said, look, he just anointed me king of Israel. And it's amazing. At that point, those men followed him as if he was the king of Israel. And he went out and destroyed and got rid of Ahab, th those ruling sons, as well as Jezebel and the 70 sons of Ahab. And then he destroyed all those prophets of Baal. Listen, he did what God told him to do so much so that the Lord came to Jehu and said, listen, because you did what I asked you to do. I'm going to make sure that your descendants sit on the throne to the fourth generation. Now, what's the point here? The word of the Lord came true. But if you notice Jehu, when he heard the word. He was hesitant to reveal that word to anybody. When the other officers asked him, hey, wait, what, what did that crazy man want with you? Jehu tried to play it off. Oh, you know, he, you know, he crazy. He, he didn't want anything. They said, you're lying. Jehu was hesitant. You know, the Lord may reveal, when the Lord reveals what you're called to do. You know, sometimes, you know, you don't, you don't want to tell anyone. God will tell you that who you should reveal it to. And sometimes it's proper for you to reveal it to certain individuals. Now, let me give you an example of that. Uh, I remember years ago, I just wanted to be a college band director, you all. I was content playing my saxophone for the church. That's all I wanted to do. Simple. But how many of y'all understand that God had other plans for me? And God began to show me dreams, dreams. I began to have dream after dream about me pastoring. Well, this happened for some time. Well, let me say this. There was a problem with the dream. What do you mean? Okay, God, you're showing continue. You're continuously showing me visions of me and dreams of me pastoring, but I'm not called to preach. How many of y'all understand? I was in no hurry to be called to preach. I really want to count those dreams as just dreams. But one day, probably about two and a half years later, I never get, I had this one dream about me pastoring and it shook me. How many of y'all understand? God knows how to get your attention. And I remember I got up in the middle of the night and I went and read my Bible and the passage that I read was about pastoring. And I said, Oh Lord. And I never get, it was a Sunday morning. I went to church that morning and one of the elders, I never get, he was putting some money in his wallet and I knew he wouldn't, I knew he was used by God. And he said, as sure as I'm standing here, you're going to be one of the pastors in this church. You all, this happened in a span of about five hours. 
confirmed the word three times in the dream, the word of the Lord and someone else. How many of y'all understand and know that I had issues receiving that word? And so I said to myself, if this is really God, God is going to reveal this, this calling to the pastor and the pastor is going to tell me that I'm called. You are, I took great solace in that. I, I, I listen, I took great comfort that, Hey, the pastor, if I'm called the pastor, no, how many of y'all know? I just put a fleece out in front before God. God already gave me three confirmations, if you will, that I was called to preach three in a span of five hours. Well, about six months went by and I was at the church one day, listening to the pastor's message, enjoying the word of the Lord. Then all of a sudden in the middle of pastor's sermon, he stopped. And what he had to say next had nothing to do with the sermon. He said, some of you all are waiting around, waiting for me to confirm that you're called to preach. No, you don't wait on me to confirm whether you're called to preach. God has already confirmed that you are called to preach. You get up and start preaching. Oh, you all understand that I was nervous. You talking about the fear of God hit me. The fear of the Lord hit me and I was a nervous wreck. You talking about conviction, all that service. I couldn't hear nothing else. I just, I couldn't even eat good when I came, went home. I mean, I, you all, I was messed up finally with butterflies in my stomach. I called the pastor later on that evening. I said, pastor, he said, Hey, what's going on? Sammy said, you know, you was, you was talking about me. He said, what do you mean? He said, I was that person. And I began to explain to him what happened six months ago, how God in about a span of five hours confirmed that I was supposed to be called to preach. Now I was not ready for what was to happen next. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking that I'm going to reveal this to the pastor. Okay. The pastor will start looking at me. Maybe uh, a few months afterwards, I'll preach my first trial sermon. And you know, time is going to progress because I felt that time was on my side. No, the pastor didn't do that. In fact, what the pastor did was this. He said, okay, Sam, listen, I know this is the Lord because I knew you had a calling on your life, but you know what? You're going to be my assistant pastor. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. Hold on. No, no, no. This is not how this is supposed to happen. That, that's not how that worked. I'm like, Lord, you trying to be an assistant pastor. I've just told you that I disobeyed God for six months. How many of y'all understand? Listen, when God calls you to do something, listen, the Lord knows what he's doing. Well, thank God that now after the, the pastor gave me that message, listen, thank God that didn't come to fruition about two years later. But the point is this. God knew what he was doing. Let me say it this way. God knew I was going to delay accepting my calling for some time. He knew that about me. He knew it. You know, it was the word of the Lord that came to the pastor to stop him in the middle of his sermon and talk about those people who were called to preach. That was Lord. Let me say it this way. I don't care how much you are running or how much you deny. Now I wasn't, I was running from God. I just, you know, I just didn't have the faith once again to fully receive the word. But how many of y'all understand God knows how to get your attention. Now let's look at this. 
the Lord will use practical, I would say, supernatural means to confirm his word if need be. If you think about what happened to Saul, who later became Paul. The word of God says that Saul had a vision of someone named Ananias praying for him, touching him that he would receive his sight. And that's exactly what happened. How many of y'all understand that was supernatural? Even what happened to Jehu being anointed to be king of Israel. Now, let's think a bit about this for a moment. God gave the word to Elijah. In first Kings chapter 19, Elijah did not do what God called him to do. He left here and went to heaven. But yet and still in second Kings chapter nine, Elisha told a young prophet to deliver, listen, the word of Elijah to Jehu. And you know what? God's word still came to pass in a supernatural way. Although time went by, but the word of the Lord still came to pass. So it was with me. Think about it. God gave, confirmed his word three times in the span of about, about five hours. Three times. Remember the dream? Then the word I read, and then he, he uh, uh, used someone to confirm the word that he already showed me in about, once again, about five hours. And then I delayed the acceptance of the calling, I should say, for about six months until the word of the Lord came to the pastor. <laughs> All of that was supernatural because you know what? The calling of God, it is supernatural. The word of God says once again, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What I explained to you all is just God enlightening your eyes. So what am I telling you? God, yes, the dreams, the visions, this word you keep getting in your heart about you being called to do whatever God has called you to do. I believe it's God. But this is the thing. God's going to send someone. It's going to happen in a supernatural way. You won't know when it's going to happen. He'll confirm the word. He'll confirm the calling. And I understand sometimes, you know what? We may think, you know, what? I don't want to miss God. I don't want to miss God, but you don't have to worry about it. The Lord knows where you are. He knows where you are. He knows. Now he made you. So he knows exactly what's going to get your attention. Now, remember, I said if this is really God, God is going to confirm it through the pastor. Well, you know what? God did confirm it through the pastor, but it was in a way that I was not expecting. I was not expecting God to confirm it through the pastor the way he did in the middle of his message and basically checked me for not receiving the word of the Lord by faith like I should have. Yes, he used the pastor to confirm the word. Once again, it was not in the way that I was expecting. What am I saying? If you're struggling with the call of God in your life, not that you... The struggle is not that you don't want to do it. It's just you don't know if it's God or not. Be patient. The Lord will confirm his word. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.